Hi there, this is Donna Kozik, lead editor of the Community Book Project. I'm also the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com and creator and leader of the original Write a Book in a Weekend program, where I show you how to write a book in two days. We are celebrating 10 years. I'm very excited about that. However, I'm also excited to interview some of the contributors to the latest Community Book Project, A Gift of Gratitude. You can find the book, A Gift of Gratitude, on the Amazon Kindle platform, and it's a collection of over 100 essays celebrating gratitude, appreciation, thankfulness, and no two essays are the same. Everybody has a different thought about how to go about this. And uh, today, we're going to start off with a piece from Marcel Delafelle, who uh, wrote a piece called Let's Create Peace in Our World. And she starts off with a quote that says, William, or a quote from William Arthur Ward. And it says, gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. And then Marcel writes, when I feel down and a bit depressed, yes, it happens, even an expert in universal laws, I focus even more on the tasks that bring me joy, writing, sharing, playing with universal magic, and practical situations. I cannot spend a day without doing this and being in that frequency. And because I choose to teach this concept as my business, and as I decided recently to attune my desires to new values, I feel so blessed by my lifestyle, a great family, a magnificent business community, a beautiful environment, new opportunities, and new beginnings. What I love the most in my work is creating new gains with the universe, expressing gratitude, being the primary one. Each day I intend to express gratitude from the minute I'm awake to the minute I fall asleep, and having a community of people listening to my teachings and reading my books helps me to feel grateful for the contribution I'm making to the world. This helps me feel at one with each of my fellow people and at peace with the world. And then she ends with, let's create peace in our own world today. Just be grateful for what is for you and all of us. That's beautiful, Marcel. Thank you for writing that essay for the book. Thank you, Donna. I'm so happy to have been able to to contribute to this beautiful book. Uh well, it is definitely my pleasure to have you, and uh, people probably noticed uh, first in my saying your name, but also uh, with your accent, that uh, you for are uh, not in the States, and where are you from? I'm from Belgium, and I'm speaking French normally, so this is my second language. Very good. So, um, Marcel, I, you more than anyone I know, really... You really do embrace and live these ideas and these universal laws, or better yet, I like the way you call it, the universal magic um, in life. Is this something that kind of comes to you naturally, or is it something that you've studied? Well, I've studied it for 20 years now. Um, I'm kind of an optimistic character, but it required some practice and um even these days, when I'm really down, I need to practice them more. And that's where gratitude is a, a beautiful gift and a beautiful tool for me to help me stay high in my vibration, yes. Uh, and uh, what are some of the things that you do yourself if you find yourself slipping into a funk? Sorry, I didn't 
hear that? Uh, uh, What are some of the things you do to put, uh, if you find yourself feeling having a down day, what are some of the actions you take or some of the thoughts you think to lift yourself up? Oh, that's a great question. Um, What I'm doing is when I notice that I'm feeling kind of negative or feeling bad, I immediately try to focus on something that helps me feel better, even if it's only, you know, the sun, um, the the birds singing, or my daughter smiling or telling me something. And I try to really come back into the present because when I'm feeling down, it's mostly because I'm remembering something from the past that is negative for me or that I'm worrying about the future. So that's one of my best practices to come back into the present. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to be in that present moment where all is okay right now. Yeah. Uh, I know that you also have a, uh, a passion in showing people about how to uh, manifest uh, financial abundance for them and just a, feel, a good feelings and a robust life. How do you associate that with this idea of gratitude? Like, how would you tie them both together? Well, when you feel gratitude for yourself, for people around you, for the world, you feel better, and so you are more attractive to things. I'm sure everyone here has already experienced that when we feel negative, we kind of repel people and repel circumstances, good circumstances at least, while when we feel good and happy, we are attracting great opportunities, great people, kind of magic rendezvous with things that we want to to get and receive. And so that's how I link feeling gratitude, which helps us feel great and really fine with ourselves and with the world and manifesting what we want. And it's it's one of the best tools for me I, I can imagine of using when I want to, to manifest bigger or receive bigger. Mm-hmm. I like what you say about just making yourself more attractive for the good to come in. And a person in gratitude does that versus a whiner or a complainer or, you know, somebody, somebody like that. So that's a, that's a good uh, idea right there for whatever you want to attract in life. It's uh, bringing bees to honey, as they say. So, uh, Marcel, where can people find you? Well, I have a website which is called um, loveandmoneyalchemy.com where I linked um, our level of love for ourselves and the level of money we attract, so the level of any kind of desire we want to attract. And so loveandmoneyalchemy.com, that's where we, you can find me. Yeah, I love that website name too, loveandmoneyalchemy.com. Thank you, Marcel, so much for taking part. Thank you, Donna. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Very good. And again, that was uh, Marcel De La Fala and uh, talking about uh, the idea of gratitude and how it can just uh, turn up the volume for all kind of good in your life. And uh, just so my guests know, once we have completed our interview, you're free to go. You can hang out and listen uh, to the others if you like, but you can also uh, just 
Move on. Move on to the next thing uh, in your day. All right. So next uh, is a piece from Katie D'Souza, and Katie's piece is called "Enjoy Every Moment," and uh, she starts off with a quote that life is made of small moments like these. I believe that's from a book or a movie called Above and Beyond. And then Katie writes, the breeze gently blows through the window, swaying the curtain, letting the sun shine onto my face, signaling the beginning of a new day. I stretch. Turn, glance, turn to glance at the clock. No alarm. I do not need alarms anymore. I am grateful to wake up when I want. I choose what I will do each day. I have organized my work so I have time to enjoy life. Walking down the road, I see squirrels running around collecting acorns and leaves for their den and birds flying overhead with worms in their mouths to feed their young. Sometimes the house is a mess with dirty dishes left in the kitchen. However, I appreciate each moment. I enjoy a hot cup of tea with my daughter in between replying to emails. I like chatting with my son while he explains the latest game he's playing in between planning our next event. These are special moments I cherish. I once only had 30 minutes for lunch, and I was told when to take it. Now lunch with my parents for as long as I want. Sit down and decide what you truly want. Then create a plan, make it happen. Create your own magical moments. And Katie ends with saying, life really is what you make it. True enough, absolutely. Hey, Katie. Hi, Donna. Hi. Hi. Well, thank you so much for submitting to A Gift of Gratitude and writing your piece. And uh, your kind of, I think what I really get from your piece is this centeredness that you have uh, about your beliefs and this happiness in that your day is your own. And I know that it's busy as you're an entrepreneur, uh, but is that right that it's like you have a, a newfound peace about you because of this? Yes, yeah, that's that's why I wanted to do my own business so I had the freedom to choose when I worked and what I wanted to do each day and have time to do some of um like exercise, go out for a walk, um, meet my parents and and do what I want to do each day and enjoy myself. Right. And uh, just like with Marcel, I noticed an accent from you and that you're not from anywhere uh, in the States here, you're across the pond, as we say, and uh, where are you located? I'm in the south of England in the UK. All right, very good. So I know you also have a um, a passion or desire to show other people how to embrace this idea of living and planning and having your day the way you want to have it. So talk a little bit about what it's like uh, when you don't have that, as you experience when you only have 30 minutes for lunch, and what thoughts might be going through somebody's head that maybe they they think, oh, it's not meant to be, or it's not for me. Uh, how would you have? How would you respond if they told you it's like, oh, I'm not really sure if I could take the leap like you did, Katie? Um, well, I would say that um, if they're they're not happy doing what they're doing and having limited time for like lunch or not enjoying their work or got this idea of wanting to start um, their own business and what it would be like later on for them to think of that if they 
miss like an opportunity later on in life that they didn't actually decide to take the leap and do it because it's definitely worth taking that risk and it, it is hard work but it's worthwhile to be able to choose the hours you want to work in an area that you enjoy working as well um, and to have that extra freedom I mean that's exactly what we did do we took my husband's passion and turned it into profits basically and made a business of it which is what our jiu-jitsu academy is that we do but now like you said I want to show other people that they can they can do that as well Mhm, mhm, and uh, yeah, that's so true what you say too about like living a life with no regrets. I know that's something I've always kept in mind, even when I made the big uh, move from Pennsylvania to San Diego, California. I was like, you know, I just don't want to be here thinking, what if I did, uh, or you know, even worse, be on my deathbed with this kind of regret. So, so I just made the leap and I became an entrepreneur myself. And um, sometimes people frown on that or they uh, might poo-poo the idea, um, maybe even discourage you in a what I call kind of a loving way because they care about you. But it's really important to develop this desire for yourself and, and decide, you know, what is stronger? Is it the desire to do this for yourself or the desire to placate others? And I'll tell you, I would always put yourself at the top of the list as the person that you want to please uh, in life. So, Katie, what do you have coming up for uh, yourself around this subject of uh, entrepreneurship? Um, So what I've got planned is I'm working on my book at the moment to help people turn their passion into profits to, like, show them the way that it is possible um, I have just completed a book prior to that one, like Time to Shine, which is to inspire and motivate people to like consider that first stage of even starting their own business because you have one life and you it is your time to shine, basically. You've got to go out and do what you want to do and enjoy it. Very good, absolutely. You are you are prolific and you're a great writer and inspirational, I find. So I can't wait to share those books with other people. In the meantime, where can people find you? Um, on my website, which is katiegesosa.tv. katiegesosa.tv. I've been pronouncing yeah. your last name the American way, so that's uh, K-A-T-I, Katie, and then D, yeah. as in Donna, E-S-O-U-Z, or as you say, uh, what do you call it? Z, Z. And, then, yeah. and then A, so D E S O U Z A dot TV. All right, TV, Katie, yeah. thank you but, so yeah. much. Okay, thank you, Donna. All right, very good. Katie and her piece about enjoying every moment of every day. All right, so next up, uh, we have Suzanne Cousins, and uh, Suzanne wrote a piece called Light Up a Life. And she starts out with a quote from Fred DeWitt Van Amberg, who says, Gratitude is a currency that we can mint for ourselves and spend without fear of bankruptcy. And then Suzanne writes, I had a wonderful childhood with lots of laughs, fun, and happiness. Later in life, I married and had two wonderful daughters and grandchildren, a life that would be envied by many. 
I will be forever grateful to my parents, brothers, husband, children, and grandchildren for the happiness in my life. After 40 years of marriage, my husband decided he wanted someone other than me in his life, and I was absolutely devastated. It was one of the lowest points of my life, and I found it very difficult to cope. But life is full of ups and downs, and we have to find ways of traveling through the downs to come up the other side again. My coping mechanism was my wonderful spaniel dog, Millie. She was there for me when I needed her, a friend and companion. The love and loyalty of a dog is endless, and I can't express the gratitude I felt for my little friend. She saw me through the devastation and traveled with me to the upside again. Gratitude works both ways, and she knew happiness from her gratitude to me. And then Suzanne ends with, thank you, my friend, for being there and bringing me happiness again. Oh, that's so so nice. Hey, Suzanne. Hello. Hi. So, Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. And uh, so very nice piece, and it sounds like you went through a, a traumatic uh, period in life, and then uh, one thing that helped you through was Millie. So talk a little bit about how an animal can help someone who's going through a, a personal devastation or trauma. Well, I think with animals, I mean, <clears throat> I normally relate this to dogs because I've, I've had dogs all my life. But I mean, I think it would be the same probably with any pet or animal. I mean, they're such loyal companions, you know, that there's no, they just sit and they listen to you. I mean, they probably don't understand what you're saying, but they, they know your moods and they listen to you and they're always there. And um, to have that sort of backing when you're in a very low place is is wonderful it's just knowing that someone's there for you all the time I mean when I was really at my lowest if I was in tears then Millie would just come over and put her head on my lap there was nothing else needed than that it was just like someone cares and if I was in a happy mood mm -hmm. then she would dance with me and it's just <laughs> lovely to have that little person <laughs> absolutely the little person in dog form or a companion there in dog form, and so many times even, you know, our our um, animals in life, they seem to have some human understanding, whether it's through their eyes or their actions. I know my cats always come and snuggle with me. They can tell when I'm not feeling well. And if I'm feeling great, they're kind of nowhere to be found. <laughs> Letting me do my yes. own thing. Um, but, but they're attuned to this. And uh, I guess they come and find me around dinner time. Uh, but they're attuned to this and, and how it all works. That's true. And uh, I understand, Suzanne, that you have uh, a book that you're working on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, and well, I've got a couple of books that I want to write. One, one is about my childhood. I, I had the most wonderful childhood. I was brought up in the middle of a moor, miles from anywhere, with five brothers. And we had the most wonderful freedom and you know to go out we didn't have any fears of, of the things that people live with today even but we could we could wander around for hours walking around um all over the place we just had this wonderful we didn't have a lot of money but we had each other and we used to make our own fun and that was something that i want to write about and and through my life and how you know these precious moments that i just want to recall and um, the other book that I want to write is is um, called um, it's a page that I've got on Facebook is Sparkle After Divorce, because divorce, whether it's a man or a woman, it, it is 
it is devastating and it's devastating to both sides the person that's maybe walked out there's still a lot of devastation it, it's a you know it's a very difficult thing um but the thing is we can either just you know give up on life or we can look at it as an opportunity to take a different life and I think that's the bit that, you know, that I want to sort of do, because that's what I did with myself. I, I got to a very low stage and I thought I can either stay here and feel sorry for myself or I can think of it, you know, this is a chance to do some of the things that I might not have had the opportunity to do before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a wonderful perspective and a way to frame frame up um, life and kind of a, a bigger vision of what life and even relationships can be all about uh, after you, you know, have the the impact, of course, and the uh, devastation or the trauma of, of getting divorced or deciding to get divorced. It's never, uh, usually never a good thing on either side. And so I, I hear what you're saying, that both sides could benefit from something like this. And um, so I can't let you go without saying, oh, I noticed that you also <laughs> um, – have uh, an essay of always. It's, it's a different way of speaking than uh, here in the States. And where are you from? Um, I'm from the southwest of England. In a, at the moment, I'm in a little town called Bradford-on-Avon, which is near Bath. Bath is probably quite well known. Um, it's where the Roman baths were in the UK. And um, it's a lovely part of the country. But I also um, have a place in Lymington, which is down on the south coast, near my daughter Katie. Near your daughter, Katie. I was going to say, can I share who your daughter is? And uh, you did it for me, so thank you. Yes, Katie, who we had just interviewed before, is Suzanne's daughter. And Katie brought up the idea of uh, taking part in this book project. And, in fact, Katie's daughter is also uh, in the in the book. So it's a whole family affair of gratitude for you all. Suzanne, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, people can find you on Facebook by searching out the uh, group Sparkle After Divorce. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And also I have a page just called Susie Cuz. Susie Cuz? Yes, yeah, Susie Cuz. S-U-Z-Y and then C-U-Z, which is a sort of um, shortened name for Suzanne oh, Cuz. Sure. <laughs> okay, very good. S-U-Z-Y and then C-U-Z, as we would say. Susie Cuz. All right. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you. All right. Very good. And our our final guest for this episode of the podcast is Norma Elmore. And Norma is a a longtime fan of the Community Book Project and other projects that I do. And she wrote a piece called The Perfect Renter. She starts with a quote from Sockfear that says, gratitude is an art of painting an adversity into a lovely picture. And then Norma writes, last year, cleaning out my vacation house on Lookout Mountain was the farthest thing from my mind. Wait, let me start that again. Last year, cleaning out my vacation house on Lookout Mountain was the farthest thing from my mind. But my friend became the chairman of a committee to find a parsonage on the mountain for their new pastor. She knew my house was vacant and asked if I would consider renting it. I had to make a decision. The house was packed full of family treasures. We could not move everything to our farmhouse because it was full of inherited treasures. After considerable thought, I decided to move the objects that I could not live without to the farmhouse, let my children have anything they wanted, and then donate the rest to the church. 
The congregation loved the idea, and they pitched in to get the house cleaned out. Now, a year later, I owe a gift of gratitude to my friend. My perfect renters left the house in great shape, and I was able to put it on the market the day they moved out. My real estate agent said that the room colors they painted the walls and the wood flooring they had installed are exactly what buyers were looking for in a home. Thank you, Elaine Hefner and Parkview Community Church. This comes from Norma Elmore. Norma, thank you for joining me. Hey, Donna. How are you? (laughs) Good. Now, I can tell you're not calling from the U.K., (laughs) <laughs> no, right? I'm I'm from the south. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, where are you located? I'm in Alabama. Very good. All right, in Alabama. And you wrote this beautiful piece. It just sounded like a happening that was going on in your life at the time, where at first it was like, I don't know if this is what I want. And then uh, by the right. time you were saying, everything happened, it's like, oh, this worked out perfectly. So can you tell us a little bit about how that all uh, transpired? Okay, well, my husband and I had lived in Gadsden for 30 years while we were both teaching school, and he was a city engineer there. And so then he inherited the farm down about a couple, two or three hours away from there when uh, his parents died. So we got to spend more and more time at the farm so we decided that's where we really wanted to be was a farm because he has been born here. And so then we just, he got sick, his health got bad, and we just couldn't make the trip up there so much. So luckily this friend asked if they could rent the house. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got to make a decision, just like my piece said. But it was going to a lot of letting go. You know, I had to let go of a lot of, treasures that I had books. I just I had a one room I just didn't have room to move everything so I really had to decide to just and the best decision I made was let the church have everything that mm-hmm. they could donate to whomever that they needed to donate to. And so when I went back a year later to see my house, I mean I hadn't even seen it. And there it was so elegant. I was amazed because I'd had all this artsy stuff, all these rooms of different colors, and they had painted it all one beautiful, elegant color and redone some of the floors because he was a carpenter. And so I really looked out. And mm-hmm. But like I said, I really had to let go of a lot, so I just, like, turned it over to God, and it worked out. Yeah, as as things do, and that sounds like a, a good philosophy and it sounds like your church community is someone or a, a group of people that you really depend on, too. Is that right? Right, yes. Well, actually, this was not even my church community. It was my teacher friend's community. Oh, right. Yes. So that's what made it so so intriguing, the way it worked out. So they stepped in and lived the message. <laughs> what? They stepped in and lived their message. Absolutely, they did. And just, it was amazing. And another thing that astonished me was the thing that my children wanted. So often we hear that, oh, your children are not going to want anything you have. But my kids loved a lot of the dishes and the furniture and were just so happy to take it. And, And they all helped too, so... 
Mm-hmm. It was just, I am really grateful to the way it turned out. Well, that is beautiful. And I, I'm grateful for you too, Norm. I don't know if you know this or not, but you were the very first person to submit their entry for a gift of gratitude. Oh, oh, yes. well, the minute I saw the topic, I said, oh, I know what I've got to write about. <laughs> That is fabulous. Norma, Norma, people wanted to reach you. What what should they do? Well, I have email. It's norma.elmore at yahoo.com. Very and good. The, big, the, the great thing about this is now this leaves me free to pursue my projects in music and do concerts and um, decide to teach music theory. And so I'm just... I'm just so happy that it all worked out, and I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah, grateful for that, and definitely grateful for music in our lives as well. Thank you so much, Norma. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Donna. <laughs> it's been enjoyable. Well, I cut off a little bit soon. Yes, it's been enjoyable. Yes, as it has been for me, and, and interviewing um, these people who are contributors to A Gift of Gratitude. It's the latest edition of the Gratitude Book Project. And or I'm sorry, of the community book project, and you can find that on Amazon. If you're interested in joining in a future community book project, you can do that by going to communitybookproject.com and getting on our interest list. I'll let you know about when our next edition is being planned and how you can take part. Until then, this is Donna Kozik from the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com, creator and leader of the original Write a Book in a Weekend program and also lead editor for the Community Book Project. Take care. Have a beautiful, beautiful week, and we are grateful for you.